Ah, hello, microphone. Before we get started with episode four of the Who Loves Orange podcasts, the podcast, I want to give a special shout out to the people down at oldschoollane.blogspot.com. They have a very wonderful podcast, and you should all go check it out. Do it! It's nostalgic. It is very nostalgic, and therefore nostalgia is cool, and therefore you should check it out. Go right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you ready? So what are we going to do tonight, Rograt? The same thing we do everything, Pinky. I mean, Admiral Joseph. It's Prophet, but... It's okay, Douglas. It's okay. <laughs> Try to take over the media. Woo. Hello, everybody. We are Who Loves Orange Podcast, the podcast. My name is Douglas. I'm John. He's only kind of John. Because anyway. <laughs> I'm not Jonathan, I'm just John. He's just John. So anyway, tonight we're going to be talking about a couple of interesting things. We will be doing a review of the movie by Nickelodeon called Harriet the Spy. But before we get into that, fellas and lady fellas, we have some other stuff to talk about. First things first that we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about, and I don't know if anybody actually knew this, but I found this out today on Google, because Google is your best friend, that Nickelodeon has their own record label called Nick Records. And according to Google in their Wikipedia page, Nick Records is a record label made by Disney Channel's biggest competitors, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon's presence in the music business and... In the music business and create a... That's stupid. <laughs> Nickelodeon's presence in the music business creates a major music brand for kids and preteens. And lonely adults. <laughs> like, like us. Like us. So anyway, I did happen to look up. Um, there are a lot of interesting things that I didn't know about the uh, about Nick Records. And so I have a list of some of their artists as per Wikipedia. Um, between 1996 and 1999, there was Kel Mitchell from Keenan and Kel. Uh, this is something I didn't know, but from 2001 to 2013, did you know Nickelodeon owned VeggieTales? Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I never, I've never actually seen VeggieTales. It was awesome. I, I hear it's really good. It defined my childhood. It definitely didn't it's define mine. Jesus. It's full of Jesus. I enjoy Jesus. I but really I, I, don't, Jesus. You know, I don't really enjoy VeggieTales because I've never seen it. <laughs> so I can't really not enjoy it. It's just indifferent. There anyway, was, go on. <laughs> then there, was, there was Drake Bell from 2004 to 2009. You know that guy who sits outside Nickelodeon asking for change? Yeah, he's actually here in the studio with us. Say hello, Drake Bell. Hello, Drake Bell. <laughs> that was Drake Bell in spirit. Um, there was Jamie Lynn Spears from 2005 to 2008. You know, the other spear that got pregnant and yeah. she dropped she, off the face of the earth. She was here, but her baby would stop crying, so we made her leave. Kick the baby in the stomach. No, we, we didn't do that. Jamie Lynn Spears, if you hear this, eh, I don't really want to <laughs> the podcast. But if you want to come on, then, you know. The, the, the invite the door is open just not for your baby don't bring your baby <laughs> we have nat and alex wolf formerly known as the naked brothers band i don't know what they are now because i didn't think that would be relevant i think they're just what you said what are their names uh nat and alex wolf i think that's what their band name is now because nick i think nickelodeon actually owns the name naked brothers band mm. 
so they can't use it anymore. Maybe. So they like said, you know what? Screw you, Nickelodeon. We're gonna go do stuff on ourselves. Mm. So. Now nobody knows where they are. Go figure. We have Miranda <laughs> Cosgrove. Everybody knows who Miranda Cosgrove is. My queen. We have. That was weird. What? <laughs> we have. <laughs> we have Kiki Palmer, who was that chick um, from True Jackson VP. True Jackson VP, and she was in that recent movie on ABC Family about the uh, gymnastics chick in the Olympics. You mean bring it on? Sure. No. <laughs> False. I don't know. I don't remember what it was called, but apparently it was some big thing. Anyway, so we have um, the one person everybody's heard of, Ariana Grande, who was technically signed to Nick Records for two years from 2010 to 2012. Then she decided to go sign to an actual record label, and now she's really famous, she which is very weird. Famous. Like, I don't understand what happened. This might be like the first successful person to come out of Nick and... Like, do actual music. I think it is the first real person to come out of Nick and do music. Yeah. She just won a VMA Mm -hmm. for her song, uh, Problem. I actually don't like that song. I I actually, I bought it on the first day it was released. (laughs) We have um, Victoria Justice. Oh my gosh, she's hot. (laughs) We have Elizabeth Gillies. Oh my gosh, she's hot. We have Big Time Rush. Oh, I hate oh them. Oh, my God. They're hot. No. No. Bad. Bad. <laughs> we have Isabella Castillo, and I don't know who yeah, we that is. We don't know who so she is. Clearly, you're not important. No. Um, there were still some other musicians that weren't on that list that I thought we should still bring. Um, we have Jeanette McCurdy. Did a, she did music for a little while. She did that country yeah, and music. I actually heard on many interviews that she actually hated doing that. She just did it because it was something to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, after she did that, fun fact, she followed me on Twitter. Ooh. I know. We're uh, besties. No. Yeah, I know. She doesn't know who you are. She does, too. For a yeah, second, she knew who I was when she followed me. <laughs> For a second. Yeah. And then there's Leon Thomas, who's the token black guy in all of Nick's sitcoms, I he guess. He is so great. I love his uh, comedic timing he's pretty funny he's very funny and a very good singer mm-hmm. now one more quick thing i did want to bring up um just because i did find it a little weird just think about like think about it, like especially with ariana grande oh my gosh like to go from because she actually did something she was actually a um she was a broadway actress yeah before nickelodeon, before nickelodeon. so it's like she took a step down and then did a giant leap into fame no, she didn't take a step down. I think um, Nickelodeon got her the popularity mm-hmm. she needed to make her music career instantly successful. Instantly successful. Like She's instant a mashed potatoes. She's just like instant mashed like potatoes. Like instant rice. Five minute rice, five minute Ari. And now, to go back into our nostalgic <laughs> little bit, so something that many of you probably did not know, but I found out on MTVNews.com today. Um, everybody, of course, remembers the show Pete and Pete, and if you don't remember the show Pete and Pete, then you need to go watch the show Pete and Pete, so that way you can remember it, so you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, everyone who does not know what <laughs> Pete and Pete is, turn this podcast off, go and watch it, it's probably on YouTube, and come back and finish the podcast. because it's on it's, Netflix. It, it's not on Netflix. What? Netflix took down all their Nickelodeon content. That's because their their con- their contract ran out, and uh, either Netflix or Viacom didn't renew. And now I have a Netflix account with no Nickelodeon, and I was very sad when that happened. That's stupid. 
Um, so anyway, you got to go watch The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Um, it was on from 1993 to 1996 for three years, but it was a good show. I like that show. It was a very underrated so, show. It was. Now it's like a. It, now it's like a cult classic. Yeah. The mom had like the metal plate in her head. And, so the house band though from uh, Pete and Pete called Polaris, who did the song Hey Sandy, um, which I guess is the uh, I think it's the theme song for the show. Um, anyway, so they did the song for it. Anyway, they're actually going to be on tour this year mm-hmm. for three months. They'll be in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine cities. That's awesome. Depending on how much tickets are, I'm actually going to try to go. There's a show that we just looked up. It's on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, November 29th in Maryland. We'll probably be able to get a good seat. <laughs> well, one, nobody's going to be there because it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, one, it's Polaris. And uh, I don't think many people know who they are to start. I think it's just like a nostalgia thing. Google it. And I think, two, like he just said, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And that's a horrible mm-hmm. time to have a concert. Yeah. Anyway, um... But I'm going to try to be there. Go I'm not, see them. I'm not... Sorry, I'm interrupting you. But I'm not going to go anywhere for Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. So it's probably like an hour, hour and a half away. I'm going to try mm. to make it. Yeah, go see them. Um, Go see them so you can hear the one song that you'll recognize. And then a whole bunch of other songs that you never heard of. I mean, you can YouTube... <laughs> I'm probably going to YouTube binge that band before I maybe go check them out live. Mm-hmm. Maybe get an autograph. Maybe yeah. they can autograph my copy of Pete and Pete Season 1 Pete DVD. That's such a good show. Okay, well that's all I had to talk about, so that would be our up-to-date in Nickelodeon news. Nick, Nickelodeon, Nick, 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 Nickelodeon news. You remember, you remember that show, Nick News? With that really old lady that was really boring that came on at like 6 in the morning <laughs> every day? Linda Ellerby. Linda Ellerby. Ah, that show's... It's so weird. They had like eight. They had like twelve year olds on there talking about really depressing stuff, like AIDS. Yeah, like AIDS, being fat. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, that was a depressing show, Linda Ellerby. <laughs> what the hell? Did you know it's still going on? Why? It's like once every six months, but it's still going. I hated that show when I was a kid. Like, it was you know, you'd watch the lineup. You'd like Rocco. You'd watch an episode of Keenan and Kel, the Rugrats. And then Nick News would come on. You had to go do something for half hour. But it was like 8.30 at night or something like that. Yeah. And we were little kids. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll go to bed now. <laughs> Nick News is on. Bill it's, Clinton was on there once. It's so boring. I'm sure like, if we look back on it now, mm. it'd probably still be boring. It's still boring. like Because like, there was like a bunch of 12-year-olds talking about real-world issues. I was like, I was like eight, and I was like, I don't care. They were like, the war in Iraq. I was like, yeah, I know it's happening. Where are my cartoons? What are you doing? Look at my... <laughs> what is that? You'll be okay. I'm not going to be okay. You go the get orange a- soda <laughs> we're drinking today uh, has this weird brown crusty stuff around the top of the rim. So I don't think I'm going to drink it today. <laughs> I'm going to just screw it back on and pretend I didn't see that. Stupid Food Lion brand. We were drinking Food Lion brand orange soda. <laughs> it's literally called orange soda. 63 cents. It's yeah. awesome. So that's what we have to talk about today, though, for Nickelodeon news. Did you get, Did you ever figure out that whole counter thing so that we could figure out 
how long until the uh oh no i never figured out exactly how long until the time capsule opens but it's a long way away you had one job yeah (laughs) but 92 3 50 i'll be i'm still gonna be 53 years old when it happens we'll be there we will be there when it opens up maybe (laughs) (laughs) all right so we are starting a brand new segment today called who loves orange movies Orange movies? Yeah. Okay, well, Who Loves Orange <laughs> Movies is going to be an hour where we watch movies, and then we review them. We're actually going to watch, if you go to the Wikipedia page, the Nickelodeon Pictures page on Wikipedia, we're going to watch every single movie on there in a, consecutively. You know, we're not going to go out of order. If we really want to watch SpongeBob movie, we have to wait. <laughs> so the first movie on that list happens to be a good old family film back in 1999 we know 1996 it was not a family film it was a oh kind of <laughs> back in 1996 nickelodeon movies premiered their nickelodeon movie department with a movie based on the book called harriet the spy as you can imagine, it is about a young girl named Harriet who wants to be a spy. Yeah. And a journalist. Which I don't really get how you get spy and journalist. Well, it's Yeah. I mean I mean it's more of a detective, I guess, but I guess Harriet the Detective wasn't as catchy. Harriet the Detective. No, it doesn't yeah, work. Doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> so what were your first thoughts? Actually, Douglas saw this for what the first time. What time is it? It was about thirty minutes ago. He saw it for for the very first time 30 minutes ago in 2014 that's because when it came out i was a year old yeah he's a young and kind of he's only he's only 18 years old so my first thoughts i guess about the movie just like from the first i'd say good 30 minutes into it and it was a pretty decent movie like I, i got the plot right away very easy to follow very entertaining then like halfway through the movie it took a sharp turn down creepy get raped alley. Yeah, there was a lot of really weird things like Oh, by the way, just to let you know, if you haven't seen this movie, spoiler alerts will be coming. Yeah, we're going to spoil the heck it's out of this movie. It's going to be a spoiler. It's alert. been out. It's a movie review. If you haven't seen it at this point, it's not really a spoiler. It's been out for 18 years. That's your fault. Um, but it was like halfway through the movie, when the plot reaches its climax, it takes this really dark, sharp turn for the worse. And it's right after. Um, by the way, Rosie O'Donnell is in the movie. Rosie yeah, let's, o- let's talk about who's in the movie first before we get into it. Okay, there's Rosie O'Donnell. From people that I personally recognize, there were one, two, I guess three people that I recognized. There was Rosie O'Donnell. There was Michelle Trachtenberg. Everyone knows who she is. You don't know who Michelle Trachtenberg is, Douglas? No. Uh, she's like, at least she used to be like, she's like the hottest young actress in Hollywood. And she was in uh, Road Trip. She was in Ice Princess from Disney, the Rat Channel. <laughs> uh, she was in other stuff too. What she was her was last name? Trachtenberg. Oh, she got a really stupid last name. She was also in Pete and Pete. Okay, got her. Yep. Michelle Trachtenberg. I didn't recognize her because she was young. But Michelle Trachtenberg is hot. 
like really hot. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> she so has the Michelle big eyes. Was, so I guess they give me four. There was the kid from uh, Billy Madison. Billy Madison, that redheaded kid in the kindergarten class, a Doyle, a Doyle rules. <laughs> Doyle rules. He was in the movie. Everybody, all the other kids were jealous because they weren't as famous as him. Yeah, Billy Madison actually came out a year before Harriet the Spy did, so he had already worked with Adam Sandler, and all the other kids probably hated him. Then, uh... <laughs> wanted to steal his hair. Then there was, um... I don't know what her name is, but the voice of Yzma! Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. From The Emperor's New Groove, this movie, and Holes. She plays the creepy gypsy lady in Holes. Yeah. She's in this movie. I guess she was playing a creepy New York lady with really big fake hair and really long nails. And she was using one of those old workout machines where it was a belt and you just wrapped around your stomach and it shook you for a little bit. That was supposed <laughs> to help you lose weight. I don't really get what that does. <laughs> and if you've ever seen The Emperor's New Groove, if you had it, my goodness, you need to go you see it. You need to go it. see that movie. That is probably. That's up there with my favorite Disney movies of all time. It's definitely up there with one of my favorite Rat Channel movies of all time. Oh, such a good movie. she looks just like the character Yzma does, which is very creepy. (laughs) Because Yzma was not drawn pretty. (laughs) No. She was, as Cusco would say, proof that dinosaurs once roamed the earth. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. That was... She was just so weird. She doesn't play a major role. She's more there for, like... Two, I think she's there for like two or three scenes. Who knows why she was included? Because they want old rich people. And then she needed a. They needed to give Harriet somebody to spy yeah. on. I guess old rich people are fun to spy on. <laughs> Especially old rich, creepy looking people who do do weird things by themselves in their big house. And that movie's full of really weird morals. Like Rosie O'Donnell literally, basically tells all the kids that saw the movie, it's okay to lie. As long as it doesn't hurt the feelings of who you're lying about. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Rosie O'Donnell, that's not correct. You're a bad person. All right, well, uh, continue on your uh, spiel about where the movie took a sharp turn. It was so weird. It was right after they fired Rosie O'Donnell. And then all everybody got all sad. And they were like... Then they decided on what the school play was going to be about. And then it took this really, really weird turn. <laughs> where there, She has this notebook, and it's confidential information. It's her spy notebook. It's her spy notebook. And it says and, private across the front. And you're not supposed to read it. And they're playing some weird tag game. It's like, where it's not even tag. It's like, it's like Smear the Queer, but without the ball. That's all I can think it's of. It's like bumper tag. Yeah, it's they called like, it bumper tag. It's basically you just run around. And you're not really tagging people. You're just running around and throwing yourself into people. <laughs> like, tag, you're it. And then you just knock them out. Just, I was stupid. Making, no kid played that game. Making them <laughs> just lose all their possessions and have yeah. them go flying. And... Yeah, I was like, oh, that's kind of mean. <laughs> but, so she loses her notebook and then the... I guess she'd be the antagonist. I don't remember, I don't remember what her name is. She was the antagonist. Marion something. It's that whore. She was a bad person, but she was the antagonist. And so she reads off, and it's just a bunch of things that she wrote down about observations she made. And, she, and Harriet is 11 years old, so she's going to be very blunt because she doesn't understand what a filter is yet. So True. she's... 
that she's that's... just writing in her book, and she she's not meaning to make fun of people, but she kind of is. Like she makes fun of the poor kid who actually has a really depressing story, and she makes fun of the one black kid in the entire movie, which I guess token black kid. Um, she makes fun of just basically everybody, and then all of a sudden takes this really, really weird dark turn. Like, they form this anti-spy club where they all dress up like weird ninja people with trash (laughs) cans. And just, like, chase her around the town and start banging on themselves and yelling at her. Like... That's weird. No well, kid does that. The reason they, <laughs> so weird. The reason they did that is because Harriet's trying to be a spy and you have to sneak around. Yeah. And if you, uh, you have a bunch of clatter around you, there's no way you can sneak around. But nobody does that. No kid would have been like, yeah. hey, you know what I'm going to do to get back at you? I'm just going to bang on my chest. Well, they were part of the spy catcher club. There was like an 11-year-old girl with boobs. That was, for some reason, a big focus in the entire movie. <laughs> that was a weird focus. It was, a, it was just a really weird movie. I mean, it was, there's, like, there's a part where... Because they really, they end up being really mean to her, which is really overreacting. But they end up like being really mean to her, and they like purposefully pour paint all over her. And she bitch slaps the, uh, the what-you-call-it lady. Yeah, Miriam. Or whatever. Whatever it and is. And there was a nice a nice handprint across her face. From where they poured paint on her. And I'm sure if we watched that in the movie theater, everyone would be cheering. Because mm-hmm. she was so mean to Harriet. Yeah, and then... I mean, and then she like tries to drown herself and goes through like this really weird phase. <laughs> that is true. The very first Nickelodeon movie was very dark. It features... An attempt, an almost attempted suicide. Which she I tells do. this one kid he needs to kill himself. Yeah, via like, hanging. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what the heck, Nickelodeon? Like, she said, I think, uh, almost word for word, if <laughs> if I, I were was him, known, if I was known for my sockwear, I would hang myself. Yeah, like why? That's just depressing. That is very mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was really weird, but. So, I mean, that also, like, she starts making this, like, she has this weird, I don't even know what it was, because it was, like, bent in half, like, it was a fork or something, and she's carving names into her desk, and nobody noticed it. And it was very loud, it was like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, any teacher would be like, Harriet, go to the office, and then, like, they'd have the desk removed, and... But she totally got away with it. And And as she extracted her revenge on all of these students, she crossed their names out again by etching a cross through the names. She tells the, uh, she tells the, and the most messed up part of the whole movie is when she's extracting her revenge and she goes up to the antagonist and she's like, you don't really have your dad. Your dad's in Amsterdam and you know why he's there? Because he doesn't love you. (laughs) Boom. I was like, oh, and then she just left like nothing happened. Like, (laughs) I thought that was so messed up. I was like, you can't just say that about somebody and then just walk out. Yeah. I'm like, and then I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, all these kids in, the, in her class are going to kill themselves. Like, you're bad people. Yeah, at one point, me and Douglas kind of looked at each other and we're like, all these kids are going to end up killing themselves, aren't they? Because in, in real life, that's, you know, it might not happen, but... 
That's definitely where the tone of the movie was going. Yeah, I mean, it went from a fun kids movie to a documentary about Columbine in like 10 minutes. Like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? so weird. It's like Douglas took a bathroom break and then he came back and we unpaused the movie and then the B-side happened. Yeah. It was just, it was so weird. It was like Charles Manson listening to the Beatles. I know. <laughs> It just did. It was just so weird. I was confused. Oh, this movie got creepy real quick, didn't it? I mean, then like they take her to some weird therapist, and like they're they're talking about like what she needs to do, and they're like, you need maybe you need to get rid of the notebook. And she looks at her parents. She's like, maybe you need to get rid of your martini that you have every night. Maybe you need to not work. Maybe you guys need to not. Go. I was like, oh my gosh. And then she's walking up the stairs, and they're like, Harry, don't you want to talk about this? She's just, And then just like in the creepiest, like, dark devil voice, she's like, no. Yeah, she stops walking up the stairs. She stomps, stands there, and says, no. And then continues stomping <laughs> and up and the stairs. And just keeps going. I was like, oh my gosh. By the way, she had the worst parents. This is like horrible parents. This like Harriet's crying in her room sobbing out loud her okay? mom her mom can hear her from outside her door and was like Harriet are you okay do you want me to come in and she's like no no and she's like okay and, and she, she just left <laughs> what in the world they get like they gave her the weirdest stuff too like no parent gives their kids that stuff she what had like she had like she had the uh, uh she had those um binoculars she had those like really fancy binoculars that she had and they just let her go out and spy on people all day like no parent does that well (laughs) i don't think we really know if her parents know that she's that much of a spy Hmm. do you think that they do Hmm. i mean i know that they have to know that she's not at home my daughter's not been home from school. I know when her school day ends and she has been home for an hour. Oh, this was back in in the 90s where her parents were a lot less lenient. Uh, You know, be home by sunset. (laughs) Okay, mom. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Her her parents probably figured that she was hanging out with her two friends after school. Her one friend was really poor. I felt so bad. Like, her one friend, was him and his dad were just easily entertained with each other. Because they didn't have any other form of entertainment. Because they were poor. The dad was definitely not right in the head, though. He was weird. he was messed up. (laughs) He was really weird. Like, we gotta go get us a big old steak. It's like, no wonder you're poor. He gets a check for $10,000 for selling his book to a publisher. And then he's like, you know those great shoes you want with the pumps and all that other crap on them? They're yours, son, and anything else you want, too. Oh, what's up, Harriet? Do you guys want dinner? We're not having spaghetti anymore. We're going to go get some steak at the best restaurant in town, and we're going to make the server our bitch. Hey, it's just like, we're going disre- to disrespect the server. I was like, why? Pretty much. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, no wonder they're poor. You know, he's not. he's an out-of-work kind of guy. He's a creative guy. He's a writer. He only gets money when he sells his book. But it, then the movie gives us a reason why yeah. they're poor. Like, he can't, he doesn't know how to save yeah. it all. And then, like, another weird thing, I mean, like, they never tell you really what Harriet's parents do. Like, we just know that her dad does something in comedy. Yeah. He just said, I'm the funny jokes. mind. He's like, I'm the funny mind. They're the business mind. And they're like, 
What are you talking about? Like, it was just nonchalantly thrown in there. And you know what? Not once did that dad have a funny line in the movie. I know. <laughs> he didn't He's make not a sl- funny guy. <laughs> he didn't make <laughs> us laugh at once. And like, I mean, it was weird. And, like, they're fighting, and then all of a sudden they're drinking scotch. Like, it, like just they have, like, <laughs> scotch glasses, and their mom and they're pouring herself a drink. And they're just throwing them back in front of her daughter. Like, you guys are bad parents. Like, you guys are bad parents. No wonder your daughter is also secretly Charles Manson. Well, that's. Well, I think that's the reason why they needed Rosie O'Donnell's character, Gully the Nanny. Oh, there's something else I want to bring up about Rosie O'Donnell. From now on, Rosie O'Donnell, if you're going to act in a movie where we have to see your ugly face, at least try to put some emotion into it. The whole movie. Just the straightest face I have ever seen. So annoying. She was like a robot, and she kept talking in like limericks. William Shatner voice. Uh, and she'd be like, like Harry'd be like, "Is this a good idea or a bad idea?" And she's like, "There's no such thing as good ideas, bad ideas. There are only yeah, like, ideas that work." And don't quoting work. lines from the Grecian urn, and it was just a, I, like I understood the need for her character. I just didn't like but, the way it was executed at all. She yeah. bothered me so much. It's like no one talks like that in real life. It's like she was the not good Mary Poppins. Yeah, and she couldn't even graduate from. She didn't graduate from Mary Poppins School of Poppining Academy. We got it popping. <laughs> Mary Poppins. That's what I would think of the movie. I mean, it's not. It's a good movie. I would recommend everybody go watch it at least once. Yeah, at least once. If you if it's a good if you like, I mean, I like. It, I'd probably watch it. I probably watch it again and again. It's not gonna be like one of my favorite movies of all time, in my opinion. But it was a good movie, especially for a first crack at movies, like for what Nick did. Yeah, I thought that was a really good job. It was creepy as crap, and it was a pretty good job. And it definitely brought out the era in which it came in. Mm-hmm. Like the kids were actually outside having fun. Oh, except for the one thing which I still don't like. So this movie came out in 1996. Let's think of like great movies that came out before this. I mean, we had like Billy Madison came out. I think Wayne's World came out. Everything like this. And like they go to see a movie and it's like a silent black and white film. Like first off, it's like it's not 1922. We can go watch movies in color at this point. And we can go see <clears throat> movies with like comedy and actual kids movies. Like Ghostbusters had come out. I would have taken her to see Ghostbusters. I mean, well, I think the reason they went to go see a silent black and white film, no one probably knows even knows the title of, is because it, since it was Nickelodeon's first feature film, they probably didn't have the budget mm-hmm. to pay another studio. It was a to, dirty film too to show those movies. Like they would have had to pay mm-hmm. top dollar for a film like Ghostbusters or Wayne's yeah. World. It time. was a dirty. It was a dirty film too that they took her to go see. Like it was a, it was in a more adult film. It's like they showed like in the black and white film, the dude was kissing on the other person's neck, and we knew where that was going. And the other that movie was dirty too. Harriet the Spy had a pretty dirty moment at the beginning when she talks about the girl growing boobs, and she drops her pencil and bends over to pick it up, and then all like the sixth grade boys in the class look down and they're like, ooh, like. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that? Oh, you're just no, no bad, bad Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but back to the feeling of the '90s. It definitely expressed a lot of uh, 
mm-hmm. you know how it might have felt uh, being a kid in the '90s if you aren't if you weren't one. It, it showed kids actually going outside and playing without staring at their phones and their technology all day and playing with their video games. And it, it showed three best friends going outside, you know, playing bumper tag, sharing sharing soda with each other from the same bottle. You know, not to be worried about AIDS or that, mono. That's or, before. That's before everyone was all uptight about don't share your drinks with other kids. You'll get sick. Rosie O'Donnell actually was like, "All right, pass this around. <laughs> make a wish. <laughs> right, make a wish on this bottle of Mountain Dew that I grabbed from this person's decorations." Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And another thing that was cool is uh, Harriet brought out clackers. Yeah. I saw, we saw clackers, and I got really excited. With clackers. <laughs> it was like, they had, she has clackers. And she said they're using them as a distraction. And those are distracting. You just hold them there, just click, click, click. Yeah, whereas uh, kids these days would pull out their phone and pretend they're, like, texting somebody. You can't text somebody with clackers. You're probably speaking Morse code. Click, 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 click. click. <laughs> <laughs> so all the way, because of... We're an odd podcast. I say we rate movies on a scale of one to seven and a half. Eh. What would you give that movie? I would give it, out of seven and a half, I would give it, I'd say a four and a half. I'd give it four and a half bottles of orange soda. Four and a half bottles of orange soda? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Four and a half bottles of orange soda for Harriet the Spy. This will not be in every podcast. But we'll get to more movies, and we'll do some more reviews. Yeah, I like I like the movie too. I recently saw it for the first time uh, a couple of months ago, so this was my second time watching it. And I might have seen it as a kid, but I honestly don't remember. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. You know, it's a origin story for Nickelodeon movies. Mm-hmm. So the next movie we will be reviewing is none other than Good Burger. I'm so excited. I know. Welcome to Good Burger Home with Good Burger. Can I take your order? <laughs> I love that movie. The classic Good Burger with Kel Mitchell. And we really don't know. We probably see that movie so many times. We actually don't have to watch it to review it, but we're going to watch it anyway because it gives us an excuse to watch Good Burger again. Any excuse to watch Good Burger is just whatever. Oh, that's such a good movie. I'm excited for the next time that we do this. <laughs> Which will probably, you know, this episode four, we'll probably get to it, you know, episode six or seven. Mm -hmm. Because we don't want every podcast to be a movie review. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I mean, in that case, I guess this is Who Loves Orange Podcast. My name is Douglas, a.k.a. Prophet Ghost, signing off. My parents named me John. (laughs) Not even Jonathan. Just John. Just (laughs) John. And so until next time, I am John, and we will see you next time. Do 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 do. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>